deaths for characters, especially in our games, are not easy. Uh, as you can see, it's happened a whole twice now in all of our shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it is not something that any of us celebrate. It is not easy, um, but we're all surviving, I guess. Right now, doing okay. Yeah, I had my cry in between. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kept it yeah. quiet over here. I, I don't want the audience to think that, you know, cause we did just joke and sort of play it off, but, uh, I'm de- I am upset. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that once we as a group start actually interacting with this fact yeah. in characters, that's when it's going to become, I think harder because yeah, we can like, doesn't say push it off cause it's mid battle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Also, exactly. Also, what you all didn't—you all probably did not hear in the last episode—is there was definitely a moment where we paused uh, and took this out of the recording, mm-hmm. and all checked in to make sure Jess was okay and that oh, we yeah. were all okay, and making sure everybody was okay to move on and didn't need like a break or anything. So it was, yeah, it, it wasn't like it was. <laughs> it wasn't flippant. It wasn't something we were actually dismissing. We just had to get through, you know. This, because we ha- we also had to play it like it was, which is again, like we mm-hmm. said earlier, nobody knows what actually happened except for one person who was passed out. <laughs> oh my god! So. It all occurred to me because you know we record we're we're recording these today, back to back, little peek behind the programming curtain for everyone. But that the episode we just recorded is going to be the last episode before our break. <gasps> oh no! That's- that's oh, going to be quite man. a cliffhanger to leave people on for, you know, oh. months. Holy so, crap. Oh, my mm, God. The real reason extra monsters were added in. I That's get it insane. Now. Okay. You're welcome, <laughs> audience, for the tension. I, I will tell you, that is the scariest thing I am having to deal with now that you guys are in the 10 plus levels is – there are sometimes you will sit there and I will think this will be a rough and tough battle and you just completely destroy my enemies within sec like within a round basically. And then mm-hmm. there are times where I have made a setup where I think, oh, this will be a fairly balanced battle and my monsters just wipe you guys to the floor and you use every resource available in order to avoid dying. And that's, you know, that's the beauty and, and uh, horror of TTRPGs is that yeah. like, it is as, mm-hmm. as unpredictable as life, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, I was saying last time, normally the gods of dice look shine down upon me with glory and they give me great (laughs) roles they do also give you you know what i'm realizing though it happens in a circle between us dustin because they give me great roles against you and you great roles against me (laughs) and then then everybody else gets pretty crap roles against them other than you know poor one r.i.p because the rest of of that episode was me rolling like trash Mm -hmm. I like it, like I rolled right great up into the point Andromeda died, and I I had no idea that Andromeda was that close to death. Not yeah. that it would oh, necessarily yeah. change what I did, but when she no, said, no. "Oh, she's dead," I was just like, "What?" And I was just yeah. like, "Oh my god!" I think um, most of us didn't realize how close mm-hmm. uh, how close that was to happening. I, I will tell you, I had thirteen of one hundred and twelve hit points going into that round, uh, and oh. I had. Um, I had considered, you know, because people were saying, well, oh, you could swap for Manette. It, you know, Manette would have uh, been taken below con as well. And I do have a spell that is supposedly can counteract that. But when I rolled it, um, it didn't it didn't do it. 
it didn't do what it needed to do to keep her alive either. So um, ultimately, I made a sacrifice knowing that I couldn't risk Manette <laughs> in that uh-huh. moment. So, you know, I, I and I'm not going to talk too much about what would have happened if Manette had been there, but it would have been pretty much just as bad um, and worse in a lot of ways. We could argue what ifs until the day cows come mm-hmm. around and nothing does that, but affects our ne- our mental health negatively. Oh, yeah. So. And I, I had to be my, I had to be true to Andromeda's character in that moment. I couldn't lie to myself and be like, she's not going to, she's going to be careful. She's not going to react. She sees somebody being chased down. She, it doesn't matter how much she had grown. These lessons are hard learned. You don't Mm -hmm. just instantly change overnight because you start to, she was starting to get there where it's like, let's be more careful. Let's be more measured. She was not going to let that adlet die though. And she had to do something to take aggro off of her. So that it, it the cards fell where they fell and like i knew that was a possibility and i took that you know in mind <laughs> i took the risks i took so um yeah this was a loss i was ready for it still hurts really bad but you know <laughs> i knew what i was doing when i made these choices before we before we move on there's also just one thing that i was thinking about just sort of pinging off of what you said about this is one of the the great things about TTRPGs and one of the more <laughs> horrifying things about TTRPGs. Cause the last time a character died, uh, it was Buon and it was during, it was during a boss fight at the end of the book. Yeah. So mm. it felt like as, as it was, it was still awful, but it felt like an appropriate, an appropriate story beat. Like of, if, if someone's going to die, this is mm-hmm. one of the places mm-hmm. where that, is is a properly dramatic kind of fight and mm-hmm. and the the thing about TTRPGs that I both love and hate is that <laughs> because is that you is that also in just sort of a side encounter is also yeah, yeah. a moment where if where you could go down and that could happen at any time and that's really this was a really uh sad and scary reminder that it's not just the boss fights that you have to be really careful about how you, yeah, it's just, it's just, man, it's, 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 it's so devastating because it just happened so quickly in a fight that kind of isn't, isn't a huge factor in the overall plot of the story. And it's just, <laughs> I, I think that's the, that's the other reason we were able to so easily continue you know riffing and playing it off because like it didn't even really register until Mm -hmm. a few minutes later and then i like Mm -hmm. had a few tears and i was like okay (laughs) you know it didn't it doesn't hit you initially um Mm. but yeah we'll get more into the the emotion sorry i think i cut someone off well i was gonna i was gonna add like you said abby like the fear on a boss fight is so much higher like you're you're mentally prepared you're just sharper about the battle like like all the things are going to happen so if a, if a death happens yeah. you know you've exhausted every opportunity to try to keep that from happening whereas just a, yep. a random fight on your your venture forth you i don't think you're as mentally prepared as like oh this is gonna this might be this is not a boss level fight this is not a boss level uh yeah. fight um, um- I am curious to hear what Logan thinks about that, since Logan is the one that actually like lost his character <laughs> yeah. during during a boss uh, fight. Of do you do you feel like that made it 
easier at all or like you were more prepared for the possibility than than losing a character during a random encounter or do you think it was like sort of just as i was no i i was not ready for it at all i was completely surprised i was accepting (laughs) of the fact that it happened (laughs) of us is like i had predicted it i'm (laughs) i was accepting of the fact that it happened but i was totally shocked that it happened um like i knew my character was squishy but i didn't expect to be taken out in essentially one hit yeah at that point (laughs) oh my god that that, that's right (laughs) yeah so like so like he hadn't even taken any damage really it was just boom he's dead it was just taken out of my grasp and it's like oh snap honestly it's it's also a testament to all you guys how well you prepare for these battles because I mean, I think this goes to show I, I got called out early on because for the first hundred episodes of our show that I was pulling my punches with you guys, which I never was. Um, no, you guys just not. have been great at preparing for what I threw at, at threw at you that and my absent mindedness about certain abilities until it was too late. <laughs> um, hey, but, you know, we do that, too. So, <laughs> yes, it's on both Constantly. sides. <laughs> so it definitely is not it is definitely not. It, this this goes to show right here. It is you guys made it pretty damn far before death started happening, um, which is a testament yeah. to all your guys' skill mm-hmm. at playing this game, uh, for sure. Um, ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The character we got closest to losing the most times uh, initially was Minette. <laughs> Minette kept mm-hmm. dropping like a, a, but that's her job as as a character. You know, I have the quick healing. I have spells like Heroes Defiance, um, stuff like that. You know that that was her job. So it was more normal for us to see a paladin constantly getting beaten up. You don't expect your oracle to be <laughs> no <laughs> a punching bag, no. but that's you know that's how I treated her. So <laughs> <laughs> that's her. You played her that way. <laughs> <laughs> it just meant Andromeda had a good heart and she wanted to help. And mm-hmm. uh, she did. She did. And, uh, unfortunately, this is what happens when you're a good person. Uh, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> you die. <laughs> don't be if good, you're a good person. Die. You die. <laughs> okay, I'm changing my alignment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she was um she was chaotic neutral. <laughs> so yeah, she went out so. good. Yeah. I'm finding it interesting because. At the offset of the ba- battle, I know me as Angel, I'm like, what the crap, really? Well, one, I I didn't know they were modified. So I had the stat blots for these monsters. And I'm like, I've GM'd before. I was like, no, there's no way. It made sense that they were modified because I could not see the AP for the number of players at the level that we were to throw this. It was almost another one. Remember when the hut was surrounded by the frost giants? Yes. That yeah, was, oh I know, God. as a player, I'm like... I didn't pass a smell test. All I could do kind of like meta was like, maybe there's some sort of game mechanic where we fire cannons from, you know, the hut. There's there's something, you know, something was like, no, it can't be surrounded by so many giants. But also, what does that translate for our characters? All of us, you know, I'll say are really good RPers. We get into our characters of what do the characters think when, one, they're surrounded by frost giants. I know for Brax, this is like, drop a flipping wolf duke on the (laughs) snow right that's a lot of freaking monsters same thing here he feels super powerful as this thing so and he's only done it i think a couple of times he's new to this form to see like four of them i know as a player i was already weird to him boned oh my god if we get through this 
maybe we have good gear. Like Dustin says, we prep. Um, but the battle started so, so quickly. And also I'm thinking, okay, I'm picturing this as Angel. What's up Braxis thinking? He's thinking, holy shit, also. So I don't know. I'm like, I know me as a character, I'm I'm pretty upset, but I can only imagine the battle's over. It's almost like I knew this was gonna happen. Outside the player is him going, they that these things were dangerous. You know, he would have been so relieved if they Mm -hmm. survived. But having this power at his command, it's also like, oh man, what else could have I done? You know, turn into he turned into one like the very first battle. And it's like you said, the what ifs. Could I have done a spell? I have stone skin. Could that have done it? You and as a player, we're doing though. that. You, yeah, <laughs> you did everything you could to help me. To, so. <laughs> he, how can he not not? How can he not think that though? Is what do I have? What spells could have I have done? Because remember, he changes his tactics depending, kind of honestly, is Manette there or not in the kind of the party makeup? Yeah, whether he's going to yeah. go offensive. Or go spellcaster because he has those dual components, which I've always liked. Has developed not on purpose, but I like how the game has developed this duality as a common theme for him. Of do I yeah, melee I smash or do I use this, you know, mystical hippie connection to the earth? To <laughs> and it's it's always that fine balance. And I'm I'm you know I'm picturing this is going to kind of stay with him for a while. Because he can't dismiss it. As a player, I know I'm going to be dwelling on it. But he can't dismiss yeah. it offhand of the what-ifs are going to happen for for our characters in general. I imagine with Abraxas, too, because he he was almost a parental... He was a parental figure for... Uh, he considered him a parental figure for Andromeda. So I'm yeah. sure he will take this extra hard. Um, and Pippa oh, as well, yeah. I imagine, as well. Um, yeah, I... I don't. I don't want to talk about it too much because I want to yeah. kind of save some of this energy for role playing it out. <laughs> but like, I am going to start crying when Pippa mm-hmm. starts talking mm-hmm. about it. Oh, for sure. She, That's part of the reason I started she crying. Is devastated because <laughs> I started reading what I had written and I was like, "Oh fuck! <laughs> oh shit, dude! I'm gonna fucking um, rage!" <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As, as a player, like I will say, Angel, again, you did everything you could yeah, to help me because seriously. I had made I had made a choice, and you know. It was it was a choice I took on knowingly. So please don't at all like feel like you could have done anything else. You did literally everything you could. The what I needed to do as a player, and I know you know we we don't want to talk too much about what ifs, but the the fact of the matter is, if I had just flown straight up in the air, I would have been a, in a much better position. I couldn't have been grabbed. I could have healed myself up there. I was too worried. I you know I knew if I spell casted where I was, I was going to get an AOO, and I knew that if I um um moved i was getting an aoo Mm -hmm. so i was like i have to either i have to choose what i'm going to do in this moment and i may die either way and i'm not going to put manette in the situation where she's blaming herself and then also (laughs) we don't have her around anymore as well so it was it was a whole balance of like a million things swirling around Mm -hmm. in my head and realizing i had made the wrong choice i had chose to go across the battlefield instead of up and that was that was it Mm -hmm. that was the wrong choice that was the one thing um because I was always going to attack first, <laughs> unless my also a you real know. choice, which I think I, I really like and respect for, like all of ours. But, but mad props, <laughs> just because it's it's one of those things. If if we just had this as a video game, you know, we had specific you know techniques we could do, da da da. And I'm glad we don't. And you already know how I feel like about like video game stuff 
put into like TTRPG. Like, <laughs> oh, you can't you can't cross this river. It's like, what? It's a river. I could totally cross it. Pisses me off <laughs> in role playing games because it's supposed to be you know you drop into really a really open in the water. <laughs> we are gonna make these. Um, we're gonna make these calls in battle because if we were really these characters, these characters were really real. We're making these calls, yeah. whether they're right, mm-hmm. wrong, uh, foolhardy, wise. It's it's battle. You what's I can't think of the expression, but like uh, the best laid plans don't survive like the first contact. Yeah. With, uh, I can't yeah. remember the thing, but that's what makes it a good choice. You know, also is it's a good choice because Andromeda yeah. was making it, and it can't be a bad choice because it's her decision. And of course, ultimately, you as you know pulling the strings. But that's uh, to me, I I call that the right decision. That's my you know my opinion. Thank you for validating me. <laughs> these, these adventures are won and lost in the mistakes. I mean, the in the luck of the die is really what it is. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Because I you mean, couldn't, you couldn't have known. You couldn't have known how you you made the best choice with the information you had at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You couldn't have known how you rolled. You couldn't have known how Dustin would roll. Yeah, it just like Dustin said, these hope. things are make or break. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks, y'all. Well, <laughs> I, I'm like I made myself feel better. No, <laughs> random question. Just how old is Andromeda? Uh, nineteen. Oh, jeez. Okay, but there's. I was feeling better. Young, young, right? no. Little baby. Oh yeah, she, she looks, looks very. Uh, she looks probably sixteen. Um, okay. In age wise, yeah. Okay. So where we last left y'all, and we're sorry we ended on such a cliffhanger before our break. Yeah. Andromeda had passed and left a a basically a divot where she had passed and Manette is unconscious in that spot. Uh, Pippa had rushed over or dimension doored over to give her a heal potion. Unfortunately, it was not enough to res- to revive her, but it keeps her from being one hit point away from death. Abraxas is in triaxis form and he is a giant uh uh yeah furry furry prey mantis uh going battle uh claw for claw with uh these i'm gonna say these are because they are not as strong as you abraxas they are they are um younger versions mm. of you uh basically uh they are they are youth youthling uh ursicas um that you guys are going claw for claw for battle they cannot grapple you because you are the same size as them and uh bionni just took a massive blow uh but by massive blow i mean out of the six hits i actually rolled and hit twice on his super low ac uh and <laughs> and somehow bionni's yeah. uh, pecs have dislocated one of the arms of the creatures so it oh. only has five arms uh, <laughs> as as Bayani does, as Bayani does, uh, it is Manette's turn. She is passed out. I don't think there is anything Manette can do in this turn. Am I right? Yeah, I was trying to figure out what happens because I'm at negative five, but I think the potion stabilizes me. So yeah. I would, I'm at negative five, but I slowly gain hit points back. Is that how it works, Angel? I know you don't drop anymore, so. Yeah, like, I think I'm just at negative five until someone heals me. Don't you have that like ring of regeneration or whatever? No, no you're, you're wearing that. Where you're wearing it. Remember, no. Abraxas put it on you. Like, for, like, yes, one that's right. <laughs> and he ne- on purpose, he never Oops. took it back. Like you could, like a Pippa didn't remember. Abraxas did, and he did not ask for it back. <laughs> you know what I do have, or what you have? This is for you for later, Pippa. Um, I gave you a crystal of healing hands. 
that has a you trigger word. Yeah, um, I just keep forgetting to add these things to my character sheet. So you could put it you you could put it on me and and use the trigger word and it would basically be like my lay on hands releasing into me, which is weird, but yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> save that, that for Pippa's for Pippa's next turn. Um, yeah. So Manette, I can't really you, do anything. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, and we are back to you, Abraxas. What do you wish to do? Okay, he just he. You know what? He's in. I forgot. I activated rage. Uh, a GM granted ability from nice. dropping my torta. <laughs> Worth the rage. Oh my god, I was so pissed. How dare he was just about to take a bite when that bolt hit him. And it was like a human bane one too. And so it hurt extra hurt. That was like episode 19 or something in a hundred episodes. Oh my god. I got away. It's gonna haunt his dreams forever. Um (laughs) so I'm picturing a more animalistic now. So since he's right next to a foe. He just finished, you know, eating uh, some buche, you know, the neck of the of the Ursika next to him. He's just going to turn around and just start wailing on the one closest to him because he is enraged. He's like a beast, a beast. All right. That's going to be a bite from the get go with a 35 yeah. to hit and a 17 damage if it does. Yes, 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 yes. That that does hit. And then he's going to follow up with, he's going to do bite, claw, claw. Rah! So that's a 28 <laughs> and 25. All right. That's a lot of damage there. With a 12 and a 14. And since they're hasted, they get their one, uh, their bite attack at their normal highest damage. So one more bite for 20 points of damage. Okay, so that's seventy. That's seventy-three points of damage. If I'm calculating right, he's so feral. He he tries not to rage, just because already these forms he's imbued with these powers, and he tries to temper them. But now that he's in rage, he's just going full on beast, like clawing, scratching, full on wild animal, not holding back, just wailing into this thing. Does another T Rex. T-Rex roar. Okay. Does that end up Braxis's turn? Yes. That's that's all they could do. Okay. Wail on the monster. Does a breath weapon activate an AOO? Um, no. No, no, no. Okay. No, not not theirs. Okay. Maybe, like spell-like stuff does. It... Abraxas, you see this creature in response open it. You like you guys are going mandible for mandible as you're getting these pot shots in. And uh, you know, you try to go in for one other attack and it raises its mandible up to block it and holds on very briefly. This is a like story mode, not actual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see the creature's mouth open up as lightning begins to form and blast out at you. I need you to roll me a reflex save. I rolled a 27. Ooh, that that will survive the reflex save. However, you will still take half damage, which will be 38 points of damage. Wow, I got three sixes that time. All right, and that ends its turn. Uh, how's Bi- how's Bayani doing there? Um, I mean, health-wise, he's totally fine. <laughs> he's just grappled, and he would like to reattempt to push the sucker into the wall of flensing earth. Okay. But I'm not going to do a sandstorm blast this time. Uh, so I'm just going to do a regular air blast. Okay. Uh, so I rolled a 25 to hit. Well, 26 because of the point blank. 
does not hit, unfortunately. Twenty six doesn't hit. Oh. Nope. Uh, so uh, the, you, he, it somehow just ducks and and weaves and misses the air blast. Uh, does that? Uh, does Bionni have any other moves left? Um, would an escape artist check be considered a movement check? Uh, yes. Okay, then I'm gonna try. I'll at least try that. Okay. Oh, if I was human, I'd get you my uh, liberating command. Oh, to give I got you 19. A bonus. Yeah, uh, I don't even have to roll. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are still grappled. Uh, oh, I was like, oh! Okay, and it is round four, and we are actually on the uh, the Ursika that is attacking Bayani, and it is going to just do a straight on bite, and, and it gets it constrict as well because you're still grappled let me make sure i maintain that grapple first uh maintaining the grapple i'm pretty sure i maintained the grapple with a 40 you know it was close but yes <laughs> i was like whoa, whoa. so close <laughs> so close you beat it by 15 <laughs> okay it's going to do a bite on you and i'm pretty sure a 34 hits yes Yes. Okay, oh let's God. do some damage here. If we lose two characters. I'm the G forward slash G quit. I uh, wouldn't know what to do because I don't have a backup character. That's not my style. <laughs> I'm going to have to borrow a bunch of Jesses <laughs> from the chest. Pull one from the vault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be what fun want, to just be like, be given like a random one. It's like, okay. Fan them out, Jess. Fan them out. What's the story behind this one? <laughs> <laughs> that actually does kind of sound like a fun option. I just pick a random character from Jess's character vault, and it's like, okay, this is my character now. I just got to figure it out. Like, <laughs> you want Hodgepodge? You want Joram? You want Kashaya? You want Ku? You want <laughs> Ku sounds cool. Ku Sala? You want? <laughs> okay, you take. I got them all. You take. You take forty-one points of damage. Is that oh, all Jesus. one attack? That's two separate attacks. Uh, two separate attacks. Uh, is it the 23 and 18 and then? Yeah. Okay, so 13 and 8. It's 21. Here's my DR. Okay. I gotta get some DR. Bionis is like, oh, stop trying to give me a hickey. Oh, <laughs> oh, apparently I get the six attacks in addition to those attacks when the creature oh, is grappled. Christ. Oh. So let me it, we now it, it now will rake you six times. Or well now five <sighs> times because one of those arms got disabled. Aim um, for the tit. <laughs> what's your AC again? Twenty one. Four out of six hit. Luckily each of these separ- are separate attacks, so literally Ooh, ooh, that's gets lucky. Gets uh so Eleven DR against all of them. As 11. I roll a one, Jesus. No. <laughs> Twelve. As two. I roll a two. Okay, three. Oh, Eleven. Another one. Another one. Four. One. I'm still in that. Oh, another oh, one. Another one. Okay. <laughs> wow. What the heck? I take five points of damage total. <laughs> this is that bullshit. This is bullshit. curse of the void. That's what you get. <laughs> curse of the void on you. <laughs> so for our listening audience, I rolled a one, a one, a two, and a one for my uh, damage roll, uh, plus ten. So wow. basically, oh, plus ten. 
Well, yeah. So that's why you you took oh, six yeah, point yeah, for yeah, damage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was pathetic, and I am so frustrated right now. Uh, oh, we feel uh, so bad for you. Oh, pobrecito. Oh, I'm very happy. Oh. I'm very happy. Bionia is not hurt. But where were yeah. these rolls early? <laughs> <laughs> uh peppa you are up <sighs> jesus um so i can either heal manette or attack myself how much tr- how upset does bionni look like does i know bionni is currently being grappled by a creature but like does he look like he's doing okay do you think um Logan? i mean gameplay wise he's at half health essentially uh okay. I think Bayani would be the one to grin and bear it. Uh, but I mean, you do hear some painful, like, oh, ah, oh, oh, ah, stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, so you could tell that he is in pain. I mean, he's he can't get out of this grapple and he's a pretty muscly dude. So you would. I th- I feel like you'd be able to put two and two together. Yeah. You can also tell, I think, I mean, without doing a heel check, you don't know for sure. But Manette gotcha. is at least but breathing. You know? I did. She's uh, not, Manette's breathing. She's not bleeding out. I did just dump a healing potion down her throat. So, like, I can assume that she's at least stable, I think, for the time being. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think Pippa would continue to try to help out her. The barp, they're more pressing. Uh, the more pressing thing is definitely her <laughs> friends are still actively being attacked at the moment. Sorry, Jess. Can't. Oh, no, Can't I wake you up yet. Um, okay, <laughs> so <laughs> Pippa is going to use another instance of tricky spell. We love tricky spell. Now, scorching rays worked so well last time, so scorching ray it is with my three. And I think I'm going to do another two at the one holding Ryani and another one at the one attacking. Abraxas. So that's a 15, a 17 against touch against the one attacking Bayani. So that's 30 points of fire damage for normal damage on that one. Okay. And then for the sneak attack damage, using my goggles, that's 39 points of damage, fire damage. Uh, and what was the total total of both of those? I'm sorry, I was looking something up. 69 points of fire damage total. Nice. Sexy, it's pretty hot. (laughs) Raining destruction. (laughs) (laughs) As this creature is struggling with Bionni, there's a flask of oil on its hip, and it accidentally catches onto that, and it pops it. And as the oil is running down its arm, your flames strike out and hit that 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 oil that's running down the arm, and it completely emulates. The, the creature and as it's burning alive and cooking the beautiful lobster meat within uh, uh, it drops Bionni to the ground as it dies nice. Bionni hovers in place because he has feather fall excellent <laughs> alright so that's that one and then there's a ray for the one attacking Abraxas as well it's a nat, it's a nat 19 I'm oh very sad God. that it's not a natural 20 um, that's that's not enough to crit with Scorching Ray, unfortunately. But uh, that would have been cool. Would have been cool. But it's anyway, it's fine. So that's definitely a hit. So that's going to be, that's going to be 36 points of fire damage total. And that one had exactly 36 hit points. Yes, I killed Woo! both of them with one attack. 
So the other one takes this fire blast and just you fire right in through its head. And it, you, uh, Abraxas, you see this bolt of fire just shoot through one side of its head and go out the other side and it just collapses to the ground. As that's happening, you see this adlet run forward um, and do a cure spell on your fallen friend as it casts cure serious wounds. Oh, nice. Thank you. And you get 25 hit wow. points back. And you have killed off the Ursikas. And once again, the field is quiet as Manette comes to. I'm going to say because the rage is still going, a, a Tribraxis, like flavor-wise, uproots a tree and is it using it to smash the heads in of like one of the ones that's falling? Because he's just, the rage is still, you know, still going. <laughs> This is what Manette cracks her eyes to see a a giant backdrop. (laughs) Yeah. Smash, smash. (laughs) Um, Pippa's looking at her and she's like, hi, welcome. How you feeling? That was weird. You you usually don't appear unconscious. How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, Manette... (laughs) Um, she does not respond. (laughs) She just sits up and you can see her visibly swallow, uh, and touch her arm where her gem is. Um, and then she's just staring at the ground with her mouth slightly open, like she's in shock. And then her face screws up so hard. And you see tears immediately beginning to fall down her face. And she's whispering, no, 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 no. <sighs> oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. No. I could. <laughs> no. Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that. Pip, I, I couldn't protect her. I couldn't protect her. And she opens her eyes and looks at you and she finally says it, you know, she's dead, Pippa. Pippa's jaw just clamps shut and you can see her fighting back tears of her own. And she just stands up and just walks away. Minette just sits there hanging her head again. She... She's staring at the snow in, in, like, disbelief. Just unresponsive, basically. To describe what it feels like. This connection was so new for Minette that it, it was something she was still adjusting to. But she was, like, growing closer and closer to Andromeda this whole time. Like, they had a minor amount of interaction. Um silently between themselves and it it felt it feels like something has been severed like something very important inside of her has been severed and it just feels it just feels so wrong and she doesn't know when that feeling is going to go away but yeah all she can do right now is sit and stare at the ground I think Argentea will stay with Manette and rub her weird little face on 
Manette's calf. <laughs> she is so tiny, indescribably tiny to Manette. So mm-hmm. more like her, you know, maybe even- her foot, her ink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the, the most Manette can do is sort of rest, just gently sort of touch Argentea with one finger and then pull her hand back. And she's just sitting there until <laughs> further notice, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And Braxis, I think you're, enough time's passed. You're, you're, yeah, it, 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 he's probably doing that for five minutes, which, you know, depending on the perspective, is only a few seconds, you know, or hours from the perspective of, of Pip and Manette. But he eventually, the rage is, like, leaving him, and he starts shrinking down to just you know, man, man form and, you know, hair, hair matted down with blood, you know, his insides hurt, but also he still feels very energized when he does this, at least this form. So I'm picturing his like hair kind of like mad scientist up a little. He still has like a wild look in his eyes. Um, and at seeing Manette will, you know, run over excitedly to, uh, you know, to her and then stop since, you know, Pippa's usually getting very attentive um, with Pippa being at the side with Manette looking the way she's looking. You know, he's not a high intellect character, but it's going to higher wisdom character. And he looks between them. And it's almost like the thought doesn't want to manifest itself, but also something's amiss. So, uh, something... I miss something. Manette. I, f- I failed, Abraxas. I failed. Uh, she's gone. Oh. Um, he's just going to slump down, you know, back, you know, sitting down. He does that reeling, like, reeling sit. And is just on the snow and just clenches his fist and puts his hands, you know, uh, his, his, you know, head in his hands and is, you know, honestly just, just going to weep. And that is so used to comforting people. She does um, instinctively just eventually reach out and, touch Abraxas on the back like very hesitantly because she's afraid everyone's just mad at her (laughs) but but she she still reaches out and and pats his back and just leaves her hand there and she kind of looks over at Bayani if Abraxas is going to Manette I think naturally Pippa is just kind of closer like Mm -hmm. physically and so Bayani will just sort of towards you yeah, so so Bonnie will slowly float down and he'd be like, Oh, we won. And just kinda of look at Pippa and be like, Oh, oh. I said, Oh, we won. She doesn't really even have words. She's just staring up at you. Her jaw is clenched really tight, trying to keep it all inside. Hmm. Like trying to she knows they still have stuff to she knows that they still have to address the person that they came here to save in the first place. Like now is not the time to break down, but she's ha- she's really struggling with it. So she just looks up at Bayani and just 
shakes her head. And unfortunately, Bayani is not an intelligent <laughs> <Yes>. character. <laughs> <laughs> and he sees this and he's confused and he just goes, Oh, Pippa, this is, you're, you're acting weird. Like, what's wrong? Oh. Um, like, you're scaring me, girl. <laughs> Andromeda is dead. No, no, she, like, disappeared. Like, that's her shtick. Nope. Uh, not... Not this time. That seems to be all she can... All she can say about it. She just... Her her jaws her jaws clamp back together and she just stares. She just looks she just looks away. She just stares off like into the middle distance, trying not to cry. Okay, so Bionni obviously does not have as strong of a connection to Andromeda as the other two. Um, to the whole party as a whole, but if you remember back to when we fought the moon plants and Pippa almost died there, Bionni mm-hmm. had a very visceral reaction then. Mm-hmm. And, and we had met like four at like an hour ago yeah, at that point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like Pippa, you feel the air all around you sharpen, I guess, as a wave of just his wind kind of buffets the ground and the earth kind of rumbles around you. And Jess Bionni is going to just airs leap at Manette. At Manette? At Manette. (laughs) Just straight up. And right when he gets to you, he grabs your front, wherever your, like, neck collar is. Mm -hmm. And is this okay? Yeah, she does not even react. Like, she sees it coming and she does nothing to, to stop him. Okay, and he brings up the the strength that he doesn't know he has and he picks up Manette somehow just I think in in rage and he just yells at you and he just and I'm not going to scream into the microphone but he just yeah. I told you no one else was going to die and he just drops you and he kind of floats back but he's staring down at you and you can see he is there's a glint in his eye that you've seen before the one that you're worried about he's just he's not in control maybe her face is just vacant um and there's just te- still tears streaming down her face but it's like she's not really focusing on that she when he drops her she just falls on her knees and stays on her knees kind of just slumped peppa will 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 kind of dash back towards where the rest of the group is be like and say Bayani it's not her fault it's not her fault and I think Bayani looks with that he snaps his head towards you and just this wordless scream erupts from his mouth and he punches forward like with an air blast and it, you can feel it just go right by your head as it just goes into the earth next to you. And he flies directly up into the sky. That's the only moment when Manette reacts. She, like, with her teeth gritted, she swings her, her shield forward and she holds it in front, thinking that it's going to hit them. 
Um, mm. And she's closing her eyes to brace against the blast uh, until it misses. And then she realizes like her shield hasn't been hit. You know, Pippa hasn't been hit. Mm-hmm. Um, bra- yeah. Braxis would have had a similar where he would have had the rifle out without even thinking of it, like aimed. And he, by the time like he was leveling it, you know, Bayani's already in the air before he realized that he's been practicing so much. It was just a muscle memory uh, instinctual thing to do. As you all are kind of in this moment and emotions are kind of getting out of control, you see these these snowflakes rise up from the ground and surround all of you and they each start twinkling with different lights. And normally this would be a saving throw, but I'm just for the sake of story, this is going to have an immediate effect on all of you of just calmness. You don't, the emotions you are feeling are not going away, but what they are doing is lowering the intensity. So it allows you to kind of think clearly. Um, as, as this adlet has notices what was happening and has cast calm emotions in on the area. <laughs> cool. It's a good call. That's, smart, yeah. That's yeah. super smart. <laughs> smart lady. Yeah. Or actually, I don't know their gender. Never mind. <laughs> I, I think the one other thing that happens to Minette as she calms, like part of what, you know, when she slammed her shield in front of Pippa, that was that sort of snapped her out of it already. So the calm emotions is just double helping. And then uh, you all see the light glow around her and huge fluffy wings erupt from her back. And uh, she's not even she looks surprised that this happened, but she you just see some feathers shedding off of them. And this is mostly just an artistic choice, so <laughs> don't mind me while I paint the shedding angel picture. But she's, yeah, she she's sitting there surrounded by a dull glow and with angel wings just shedding feathers behind her. And she doesn't look like she knows why that's happening. So the, the Adlet is incredibly tuned in with empathy uh, and is keeping their distance while you all are working through this through these emotions um, and is mainly just providing a supporting role by casting the calm emotions. So like I said, it doesn't get rid of how you're feeling, but it just kind of levels them out. It cuts off the extremes basically. Mm. Um, So you all are able to have conversations with each other and kind of function. Um, She, she, she feels kind of terrible about doing this, but thought it was the best in this scenario, but is still keeping her distance and waiting for you all to approach her because she feels that you all need space at this moment. Aminette does nod at her. She gives her just a small nod because she recognizes that she also, you know, um, healed her. So Mm -hmm. she she understands this is someone who's trying to help right now and then is redirecting her attention at to, you know, her friends that are still with her. And she sort of straightens out and reaches into like a, a belt pouch she has and produces a piece of paper, just a small piece of parchment. And uh, that's all folded up into a little square. It looks like comically small in Minette's hand, but um, (laughs) she taps Pippa's shoulder with it and says, when I was entrusted with this, when I was brought here, somehow... (laughs) You know, Capri works in mysterious ways. Um, it could have been as simple as she left the letter on the nightstand when you guys switched. Yeah, honestly. Um, 
And yeah, she just says, I don't know if you want to read this now or later, but I can't, I can't look at that right now. Okay. I understand. Thank you though. Um, later. She offers it to Abraxas as well in case he wants to hang on to it. But if, if he wants her to, you know, keep it on her person, she'll just keep it with her until they're ready to read it. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll reach up really shakily and take it and he'll give a long, a long wolf howl. You know, those ones you see in the mo- here in the movies that are just so sorrowful. Um, and I'm picturing, uh, whether as a character thing it's possible or not, but I'm picturing that he can hit those wolf tones even with like, a, you know, the human vocal cords just because, you know, his family's been <laughs> werewolves for generation and just hits that tone and just howls even as a, as a human and just soulful, like the lonely, like your quintessential lonely wolf howl. Like, I'm lost. Where's my pack? Howl. The the adlet being of similar wolfy background actually joins in with your howl. Its subdomain is family, so uh, I'm going to say for the sake of this story, it's found family and joins in. Its goal is to, to support the lonely, and so joins in as well to support your your howl. He'll, he'll start to unfold it and it's just his hands are shaking and picture him he gets like halfway and folds it again and then tries <laughs> to open it again and finally just you know folds it up and puts it in a readily accessible you know belt pouch that he has attached and he just pats it and he'll, he'll just look to to Pippa and back to Manette still not knowing what to say and he can only imagine you know what they're feeling he knows what he's feeling he can only imagine what they're feeling he'll probably just put a hand on each one of them you know Manette's huge knee um, <laughs> well he'll be kneeling so you put a, a, a hand on Pippa's shoulder a hand on the huge huge leg and just sit for a bit Pippa will do the same. She'll just kind of like, she'll, she'll rest one hand where Abraxas, on top of Abraxas where it's touching her and then sort of whichever part of Manette is closest. <laughs> yeah. <Really. laughs> she reaches out her hand to make it easily accessible for mm-hmm. Pippa kind of squeezes a finger like a child. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, Bayani has descended and he's on the earth again, but mm-hmm. he is several feet away from the group. <clears throat> Manette reaches out her hand and says, it, just in his direction. Actually, she doesn't say anything. She just looks at him with her hand out. And he goes over and holds it. Yeah, she gives him like a tight squeeze. Braxis is going to realize that he's going to do the last squeeze and kind of like, I could do this. <clears throat> I'll, I'll take care of this. And he'll start walking to the the wolf creature uh, slowly and think, really under his breath. She's like, I can do this. <clears throat> uh, well, well met. I think Bion catches up to you. And like, once you say that, he puts his hand on your shoulder and he just says, go be with them. Bionni will take this hour. As you walk forward, uh, you see the the adlet 
waving their hands and kind of making a whooshing motion. And this obviously is taking time to cast, but you see a bunch of mushrooms appear in a circle. And as you walk through the 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 spot that uh, is left open between the circle, you walk into an extra dimensional space in which she is residing now residing. Uh, and it is this giant green meadow. Um, basically Ooh. it's basically kind of a shaman's version of Ma- magnificent mansion. Okay. Uh, Ooh, and cool. she invites you all in to, to basically get out from the dangerous area and to, um, rest. And she's, she's welcome. Sh- welcome stranger. I have waited for you to arrive. Huh? Well, we're here. What do you mean you've waited? Do you all go into the meadow area? Yeah, Minette says that as she's stepping in. <laughs> and basically this meadow area, there is tons of edible fruits and 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 all this greenery available for you all to eat. And it all has healing properties that will allow you to get healed up, basically. And she is very sorrowful. She realizes you went through um, something horrible and, and, and even more sorrowful because she knows it was in the process of saving her. Snowflake spoke to me about ones who would arrive upon chicken scratches, and they would help me with my task. They said that there would be six stars, but one would fall. I am sorry to see what that has come to pass. So you knew? I I didn't know what what I am told is very loose. I it could have meant anything and it's only meant to guide it's not made to tell me what might happen i understand all too well um indirect guidance and all that it can be (sighs) bothersome yeah you're telling me (laughs) what's your task my name is bak narla i come from an adelaide village on the vahara glacier we are a peaceful group and we have remained peaceful and neutral for hundreds of years. But recently, Rax has been sending troops to capture our children. This has forced us to go into hiding uh, and abandon everything we hold dear. When I read the snowflakes that told of your coming, most of my brothers and sisters refused to believe me. But the snowflakes told me that you would be ones to remove the threat of Rax. From this Drake land, from the Drake lands, and in the terror he imposed upon us, that I would be the ones to lead you to Samok, who has the tools for your success. Manette looks like she's refocusing and like getting intent again, purposeful. Um, and she just breathes really mm-hmm. deeply and then says, "Yes, that is that is our goal. We were here to take on Rex. If if it's as you say, and." there is more assistance we can gain in taking him on than all the better, I suppose. Uh, I just want to do a quick like sense motive. I mean, so far she seems to be very much on the up and up, but you know, you can never be too careful. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Go for it. I'm sure. I don't know if Pippa's, you know, in the zone to be doing that or anything, but yeah, I think it's a good idea. And I do have a a decent bonus to it. I I think I think better than mine. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I think she's also <laughs> while while Manette's doing most of the talking, Pippa is kind of watching her body language, watching her facial movements, and sort of applying what she knows about 
just just applying what she knows about like about diplomacy and asking favors and what she knows about mm-hmm. just people in general. Mm-hmm. Why don't you uh, roll? Why don't whoever has the higher perception check roll me a perception check, and the other one oh. roll a sense motive. Um. Well, my sense I've motive got, is twenty six total. What total? Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um. I guess I'll roll perception then if if yeah, my perception is only plus one sorry oh great i've oh, got plus wow. 14 <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay well i was feeling get... good with my plus 11 i was like hey that's pretty decent well i want to i want to start with the perception so <laughs> pippa why don't you give me that perception purse so 27 perception all right nice. uh you take this visual look of the creature uh, or the uh, the and you realize that they have no offensive weaponry they are completely hmm. The defenseless is not the wrong right word. They have no ability to attack, but they have all the ability to defend themselves and basically kind of hide. You know, know as a as a rogue that she is wearing specific gear that helps her be stealthy, and um, basically, cool. you realize that's probably how her and her people survive. Is they do not they are not ones to fight. They are ones to hide and to be be like. They are a peaceful race, essentially. It, Manette, you get from the the sense motive that the empathy is very strong in in this in this adlet, and uh, and they 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 feel for you on an emotional level that is probably more attuned than most, uh, and they feel they feel your pain so much that you can feel the vis- the visible grimaces in their face as they like feel your pain. Uh, and is sharing in your pain, and you get real, and you come and you realize that maybe that calm emotion spell she cast was actually her pulling some of those high emotions into herself Aww. to to uh, kind of help help you all be able to focus and be able to concentrate in this dangerous area. Yeah, Minette takes a knee and places her hand gently on the adlet, and. Uh, just says thank you um not you know i'm sure she she assumes that the adlet will intuit what she's thanking her for yeah actually Uh, you see the adlet shed a tear um and just just the feeling what you all are feeling so intensely uh she picks she is experienced in that as well and uh even though she did not know she goes even though i did not know your friend i I understand the pain in what you are dealing with and I will, I will do my best to help help guide you through this sorrowful time. And uh, again, I'm putting a big picture of her on the, on the map. So you guys can kind of see she is mm-hmm. a cool animated creature. I, yeah, she looks cool as heck. Yeah. Super mm-hmm. cool. Love it. Uh, just to give you an idea, think of a female Abraxas only, uh, instead, <laughs> but with long, white, flowy hair that is uh, braided with beads intertwined within the braids. Yeah, I don't got no beads. I want I want beads now. <laughs> Let's give you some beads. <laughs> to be clear, like Abraxas in his man wolf form. Yes, yes, yes. We could we could put some cool um like we could put like t- animal talons like bird talons in your hair. Okay, I don't know. Oh. I'm just saying. Feathers. There's a lot of stuff we could <laughs> break. Like <laughs> I'm sure Pippa and uh, Manette will be happy to braid your hair. Oh yeah, she has like talons in there too. I'm seeing now. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. that is cool. Okay, that's tight right there. Can I get your names? Yeah, I, we. I, I'm sure we all just yeah introduce ourselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I don't know if anybody uh, wants to say anything. I've talked a lot, so. <laughs> well, why don't we discuss it over over a fire? I'm not the greatest cook, but I can I can try to cook something for you all. Um, how far how far away is this Samak? How many days travel from here? That's the that's what makes the story. That's what made my my people disbelieve me is. The, the legends say that we must enter the Rhyme Keep Crevasse, which uh. is a a place that no one nobody ventures forth. It is considered a sacred spot to my people because one of our great le- leaders, Samak, many hundreds of years ago, ventured into the Rhyme Keep to explore and never returned. The fortunes foretold that. I would lead you you guys to his to wherever he was and he would he would give me the tools to be able to prove to that we found him which will help rally my people and give you the tools to defeat Rex but unfortunately that is all I know Pippa turns to the other three and we'll look at <laughs> we'll look at the three of you and just be like what do we think I don't know if we have any better leads at the moment the other, the other benefit of the Rhyme Keep crevasse is it will allow you to avoid much of Rack's armies if you were to take a more direct approach. This is kind of a a shortcut, mm. but I wouldn't say it's a shortcut because those who enter never leave. But apparently, like the fire swamp, <laughs> just like the fire swamp. Fire swamp. <laughs> There's only three dangers we have to. T- Worry about the fire swamp. What about RUSs? Yes, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm rolling that into our. That's the canon now. It's part of our universe. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> don't sue us. Don't sue us. No, it's, it's no longer the rhyme creep kavas. It's the fire swamp. Um. um well, who who asked us our opinion? Was it Pippa? It was Pippa? Bionni just says, "There's kids. I'm going." And you can see he's um, ripping up flowers and like throwing the petals on the ground. Well, if Bayani's going, I suppose we should go keep an eye on him. (laughs) As good a reason as any. Uh, I mean, there are, as he said, there are children involved. There's no way we could turn a blind eye. Well, I guess my point was more the person that took the children is the one we're here to hunt in any case. I'm more asking, is this the route we want to take to... To find him oh. on on balance, it sounds incredibly dangerous, and like we might not even make it out of the canyon in question. But I don't know that we have any better leads on how to get there anyway. So, well, her divinations have proven accurate so far, and that being the case, I'm tempted to believe that we will receive some aid should we take her path so I, I i think we have little other choice i'd rather not face rex's armies head on and if if the fates are guiding us in this direction who are we to fight it my just says point me in the path you want me to go and i will carve a bloody path Manette gives Pippa a look. <laughs> Pippa gives her like Pippa just holds her gaze with a very like 
a problem for later. <laughs> Indeed. You just need like a soundboard that just says, he's an open book. He's an open <laughs> book. He's an open he's book. An open book. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Abraxas. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm duty bound to follow the call of the stars and snow. And he brings up the arm that has the Gaius. Unless you have any objections, any objections? Well, <laughs> and he's like looking super pissed at you, it. bitch. Oh. <laughs> I, it looks like uh, you like start whispering into it like right. you're talking to Baba Yaga directly so no he's like he, he's like totally yelling at it um you know he didn't anticipate it but he's he's just he is I, I know they got calm emotions but he's he's angry he's just swallowing that for later but yeah he's totally yeah. yelling at at the tattoo you guys are at the level you can actually probably get rid of that thing now if you wanted to um just, just to let you know, you are not. Yeah. I am not going to keep. It is not a day mm-hmm. that much of a day sex machina that you cannot get rid of right. it. Um, oh yeah, that's on minutes to do list. Chopping it off. <laughs> just <laughs> chop, off well, I mean, chop our hands off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the thing: is is it does give you a plus two to one of your abilities. So, like from a statistics yeah. point, it is a nice thing to have. From a mm-hmm. story point, it sucks. Um, yeah, I think it's for a later date, but it is on Minette's to-do. I mean, I had a whole bond about how Baba Yaga is going to taste my blade and all that. Um, and she was not going to, she's not going to finish this quest under the, under her yoke. So, I mean, like straight up, Kepri could, could do away with that. But mm-hmm. as you said, Dustin, I think Kepri sees the, bo- the benefits right now of like, Kepri it's like a, some- Kepri has big plans, and those plans do not include Baba Yaga being around at the end of all of this. So, oh uh, yeah, my boy. So, uh, anyway, the, <laughs> yeah, after his outburst, he just, he'll just look at it again and put it down. Like, well, there's no objections there, apparently. <laughs> uh, yes, if if this path will will save some pups, then that's a path I will. Gladly walk, even if there's, and his eyes l- lose a little sparkle, even if there is some risk. Um, you see, kind of these, you see these tears of joy, kind of sparkling from the corner of her eyes. I, I mean, I think we've all had this experience where you've had something you believed in or held into, and everybody around you is telling you not to do it or not to believe in it, and then you finally succeed in that action, and, um, and it feels it's kind of this, just this weight off your shoulder when that's finally happens. And that's kind of where she is, is she's been told all she's had these visions all her life and nobody wanted to believe her. And finally they're kind of coming true in front of her. And despite the horrible circumstances you all are in, she's experienced loss of her own, you know, loss of, of her family pups, both, both from, she's somebody who feels family very strong and she's kind of been an outcast with her people. So that, that is a very lonely place to be. So she's very excited to have found you all. Damn. I mean, if she knew anything about Andromeda, the amount of (laughs) connection they would have had being outcast loners (laughs) with no family. Mm -hmm. But, um, Minette does say it takes great strength to forge a path on your own and to stick to your convictions when you are on your 
when you are by yourself. So I, I commend you, Baknarla, for sticking it out. It seems you've had a hard path. She uh, bows her head. Um, and as, as she's doing that, you see her commanding some unseen servants to basically put together a little kitchen. Uh, and Aww. she starts cooking. Uh, Abraxas, you see her skill in cooking is horrible, and her food is going to be stuck <laughs> on her. Oh, well. Poor well, dear. Huff puff, where are my manners? No, uh, wh- why don't you rest? I could honestly use the distraction. Just uh, rest. Uh, maybe see to the rest of my pack's wounds. Um, and uh, Bayani, you know what? Why have the Ursakas go to waste? Can you can you bring me their hearts? Just pull them out of their chest. Oh my god. You can bring them to me. That would be great. Done. <laughs> Oh my god. Make and he little... goes to do that. He starts ripping through with his bare hands. Pippa will catch Abraxas's eye and just nod in appreciation. It's like, that's a good, just, that was a very deft redirection of <laughs> Bionis' uh, leftover rage. Yeah, he's in sync. <laughs> so smart. He brings out all his fancy spices, his cauldron, his kitchen set, um, rearranges a bit how they were doing it and um we'll get to work with you know vegetables um, cue, cue the supplies. anime cooking show yeah but he's definitely gonna use the secret ingredient is Osaka hearts <laughs> 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 i will say that is it's taking bayani much longer than you think mm. because he's crying outside <laughs> and he doesn't know why. <sighs> Little sweet rock boy. Rock boy. I'm going to say, Abraxas, you cook the meal, you get the hearts. You notice that the hearts are a little salty because of mm-hmm. uh, you don't realize where the salt's coming from, but it's coming from Bayani's tears. They're seasoned. I adjust because I, I, I eat while I'm cooking so I could adjust the, the flavor profile. Uh, hearts and tears. What, hearts and tears. That's a good name for the episode. I was um, just thinking, well, yeah. technically, it should be covered in sapphires because we talk about how all, all Bionis bodily functions are just oh, gems. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting here. Yeah. There's too many sapphires in my heart. <laughs> You never have to worry about money again because Bionni just you just kick Bionni in the groin and he starts crying sapphires. Yeah, <laughs> or we do some other Shutting stuff. You know, you know what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, you make him puke. I remember emeralds. Uh, that's right. That's right. Just jam my finger down his throat. <laughs> Actually, uh, never mind. Let me not talk about the gag reflex. We're in a serious moment uh, now. <laughs> let's see. I think we need a levity. <laughs> I think for some food, we're gonna go with some Osaka heart bulgogi stir fry. Ooh, and some ginger, delicious clove, some onions. And uh, yep, that's what's on the. That's what's Do on some the, blood pudding in honor of Andromeda. <sighs> All right, you all roll me that that cooking there, Abraxas. It's uh, thirty eight. Yeah, it is. It is the best meal you all have ever had. Apparently, pain brings out the best meals in Abraxas, (laughs) Um, and uh, he is that kind of artist. Um, And uh, Baknarla is shocked; like she can no longer (laughs) eat 
normal food ever again. You ever? I, I make little roses out of the radishes and I carve them oh into God. roses from the side. <laughs> She's not used to the gourmet living that we experience all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's I think having she... that uh, Julie and Julia moment where Meryl Streep and Stanley oh, Tucci yeah. are eating French food for the first time. They're like, oh, oh, <laughs> I, I know, I right? A, I have a feeling after all this, Bachnarla might not go back to her people. She might just go with you guys. <laughs> totally um, cool. Yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> I'll play. She can have a gem too. I'll swap between them. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I was actually lucky uh, because I was bringing up uh, shaman because she is a bo- she is an adlet shaman. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a cool combination of stuff because they get a breath weapon. Yeah, they, they get. get yeah. Do they have at will? They have like spell like abilities. Yeah, and um, also and also as a shaman, a shaman is basically kind of a different a, a druid witch is mm-hmm. basically what they are. So. That that is a cool character. So yes, if one of you guys need to, need a new character at some point, maybe Bucknarla can be that character. Um, we have Ardesia and we have Bucknarla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. same, same hat, Logan. Ardesia yeah. <laughs> goes, "Ow, a companion." Ow. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so anyway, you all cook. I will let that cooking run over so you get your plus one the next day. That was a damn good role. Um, and um, yeah, you all are kind of there. I would say abnormally quiet um, as you are preparing the next day. And I think that I think the emotions of the previous day have calmed down a little bit. Maybe you can focus a little bit more. Uh, Brax, you have that, that letter still in your pocket or wherever you put it. Um, uh, uh, because I don't think you quite wrote it out I- during... I'm pro- you know I'm picturing while something was simmering where you know let cook and simmer where there's that that dead time while you're waiting for stuff to be ready for the next step in cooking he's going to like pull it out um and and read it while while stuff is brewing cuz he feels it's like he's in that little he's in his little zone his kitchen zone which for him is you know safety uh, surrounded by things that he likes that are comforting to him. And it's almost like this is the most steeled he's going to be. And if he's going to read it, he's, he wants to read it in a kitchen. Um, is he going to read it out loud for everybody or is he going to just read it himself? He's going to read it just to himself, but we'll, we'll share it probably the next day. He'll, you know, he'll, he'll show it to, Jess, can you read it in Andromeda's voice? Do you have that? Yeah, of course. I will try not to cry. Okay. Um, You can see it's very, Andromeda has very pretty handwriting, actually. She has that like, it's like old style, you know, teen style handwriting in movies is all this like bubbly, flowery Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But it's like old fashioned version of that. So written with a (laughs) (laughs) a quill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just like really fancy, pretty cursive. Um, But it says, Pippa, Abraxas, what do I even say? If I'm still alive and you're reading this, we can all have a little laugh about it. But um, most likely, you found this letter because the inevitable has happened. And it's okay. I need you to know that it's okay. Death has surrounded me from the moment I was born. Pojo told me I was stillborn, actually. Um, it's crazy, right? 
Perhaps that's why I've always heard the voices of the dead, too. I was one of them once. Maybe they wanted to reach out to someone that might understand them. Alas, I don't think I ever helped them much. They mostly ignored them. I now wonder, as I contemplate my own mortality, if it's better that way. To be ignored in death. My grandmother doesn't seem particularly happy bound to her skull as she is. I don't think I'd be happy either, hovering around as a ghost, so you'll have to forgive me if I move on instead. I wonder, as anyone would, what lies beyond. Every church seems to have their own thoughts on what happens after we die, but who's to say what's real? Maybe it's just eternal darkness, cold, soft earth, rotting away our bodies and our souls erased. Or maybe, as they say, I'll be whisked away to another, better plane for the rest of my existence. I, I don't know what I'd prefer. Neither sounds too bad to me, really. Um, anyways, I'm rambling here. All I'll leave you with is this. I've concluded that death isn't the end. It doesn't destroy the memories we shared, nor the genuine love and warmth you gave me. I knew you for only a short while, but that was the only period of my life I ever felt true happiness. I have you to thank for that. You and Buon, of course. I hope that if I do end up spending eternity in another plane, it's the same one he and Corbin are in. I'll send your regards if I meet him there. Yours, Andromeda. Abraxas salted the food himself, too. (laughs) Uh. That's really beautiful, Jess. Mm -hmm. Thanks. (laughs) I'm seasoning my sweater. (laughs) (laughs) And I, my shirt. I have tissues right here. What am I doing? (laughs) What are you? <laughs> I can't really yeah, reach them. They're like you'll be quiet the rest of the dinner, you know, after serving everybody. Always encouraging them for like seconds and thirds. Um Buck Narla looks like she has a puppy in her belly. She's eaten so much. <laughs> oh, she ate good. So you all are relatively silent for the rest of the night. Um, as a Braxisman, unless somebody wants to add something. And then Pippa, do you read the letter first thing in the morning? I think if a Brax is still, ha- I don't, I don't think the letter is something Pippa would ask to see yet. I, I think she's leaving it in a Braxis's keeping. Okay, a Braxis, do you give Pippa a chance to like, or like, like she should read this, or do you just kind of give her her space? Um, you know, probably for that night. Um, you know, he'll he'll get everybody's equipment. Just as like, I'll, I'll maintain this when you folks get some sleep. Um, and as he's kind of collecting everybody's kind of gear, just to make sure everything's sharp, uh, oiled, he'll, he'll put the, the letter in his, in, in Pippa's hand, like kind of do that thing where like you put it there and also like kind of squeeze their hand mm-hmm. and we'll just be like, um, maybe for tomorrow. Um, and just kind of hands it to you. Um, no, get, get what rest you can. She'll take it from you and give a sharp, a sharp little nod, uh, squeeze your hand back a little bit, but she, she definitely tucks it away in 
a pocket without looking at it. Then she says, uh, yeah, maybe tomorrow. Uh, as you guys, as you all go get ready for bed, little toadstool or toadstools pop up the size of you. <laughs> so you can curl up and make little beds. <laughs> and what you notice is on the outskirts of this extra dimensional space are little toadstools that go all the way around, kind of like a fairy circle kind of thing. And mm. as an hour goes by, they pop away. And what I think oh. Pippa and probably you, Manette, pick up is you realize, and probably you too, Abrexis, is these are like a countdown of how long this extra dimensional space extra dimensional oh, space will be there that's, that's cool uh and so you all sleep through the night and finally when it hits to the last one and disappears the extra dimensional space around you unfolds uh and i'm assuming at that point you would all be getting ready um and uh are we all completely healed yeah we have enough healing for okay. everybody to be good um yeah while Good while reason. we're getting ready the only the last thing that you know uh just really quickly manette hands Abraxas like a bunch of like a ra- a satchel basically of wrapped up things and she's like I think you should hang on to Andromeda's belongings and um you you seem to be our quartermaster of sorts but also I feel wrong being the one to keep them so she she's basically wrapped up all of Andromeda's stuff that was like with her stuff because they essentially uh, shared an inventory yeah. um and yeah she's handing that to Abraxas. I'll I'll take care of them. She probably catches him practice. He's he's gotten up even earlier than usual, and he's like full on. You probably catch him. He's doing his his morning routine, but more gusto in him. Like, yeah. okay, I got to be fit. I'm gonna be able to handle the next thing, and yeah. mostly at a guilt. But he's he's he goes from he does his spear routine, then he switches to great sword. So you're seeing him kind of rotate through weapons and just kind of doing his his morning routine probably when you catch him and you know he uses that to to put away the rest of the stuff and start getting you know start getting ready for the day i'll 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 take care of them yeah manette just nods and she does not suggest they spar together she's just like she's also practicing really hard by herself and you do at one point see her holding both swords like the rhyme blade and her other sword and just sort of like practicing trying to it looks really clumsy like she's not used Mm. to it but she's doing Try attempting. Maybe I'll dual wield in the future. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody want to add anything? My very last note is when they're going to, to like finally, you know, to, to take off, then uh, I'm sure everybody's noticed, but Pippa specifically, uh, Braxis doesn't set up his circle for his, for his spells. He just, when they're ready to take off, He's ready to take off. Damn. All right. Well, there's a role play scene in there for some, for another episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you all begin journeying. It's about half a day's journey to the rhyme keep crevasse. Oh, is it rhyme keen? I've been saying rhyme. Rhyme, God damn you. Rhyme keen. It's rhyme keening crevasse. Okay. Gotta love when something has the word keen in it. Um, (laughs) So, uh, you all begin to journey forth. And like I said, it's about half a day for you to get there. And as you enter, you begin to realize why it's called the crevasse on both sides of you. And um, probably I would say about there's a, there's a 50 foot gap in which you all are traveling forth. And on the sides of you are just sheets of ice that go up hundreds of feet. 
there, it, you can tell that your hackles are kind of raised as you enter this because you realize there's not any place you can run really. You are, you oh, once you go in, there's like one way in and one way out, and there might be some twists and turns, but for the most part, you can't just like climb out. You could fly out, but that's about it. Um, so you realize why this might be a, such a dangerous place to go for any individual. Um, Buck Narla looks back at all of you and she's, well, let's see if we can get through this. And she turns and she heads in. Do any of you want to add anything before you head in? Does it look like I'm going to be squeezed in there? <laughs> no, no. It's like, it's like 50 feet wide. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't be that cruel. (laughs) You're (laughs) squeezing the entire way, Manette. (laughs) I like to Uh, be large. (laughs) uh, Then the Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production. Uh, We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Although this this episode and last episode were kind of a bit of a downer. This is Uh, is a lot. Yeah, uh, if you can't Mm -hmm. get enough of the FWB crew, we recommend uh, checking out our fantastic community. You can join the conversation on Discord or Reddit or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find links to access all of those on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. I I am Dustin, your Game Master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on the social social medias. I am Abby, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. And this is Angel. I can be reached at Espinoza916. This is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. And this is Logan. You can find me at Mainman08. Theme song was composed and played by Amy Hawkinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for your sound effects and music. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and help spread the words to friends and family you may think enjoy the show as well. Until next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Klong. Oh, that was a depressing clong. Uh, <laughs> That's a really depressing it was episode. One, mm-hmm. one last clong for Andromeda. <laughs> yeah. The Fantastic Worlds Podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say this as a side because I think it's hilarious because as a shaman, they have a subdomain for their spellcasting and this shaman's spell subdomain is family. Oh. oh. Fucking bitch. <laughs> I hate her. I hate her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's better than family? Oh A broken God. one. <laughs> <laughs>